Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Never Open Podcast, the podcast open to everyone, especially Mr. Yuji Nagata, who is the fifth Triple Crown champion. Congratulations. My name is Luke. I am your host of the Never Open Podcast, and with me, as always, is Mr. Andy. Say hello, Mr. Andy. Hello, Mr. Andy. That's me, a.k.a. <laughs> that Mr. Guy. And uh, today we're going to talk about Battle in the Valley. We have uh, some All Japan slash New Japan news. We have some news that we just don't have, but we're going to tell you that there is news. And <laughs> we have another wrestler diary. That's right, folks. I'm tempted to spoil the uh, the actual title of the diary, but, uh, you know, as soon as I saw the title of it, I was tempted to read, like, the whole thing because I'm like, what the fuck? But no, I'm going to keep it as a surprise. Uh, we'll get to that, and before we get to anything else, we are covering Battle in the Valley, but we have some uh, pro- professional shit to take care of. Uh, there's ways you can contact and interact with us if you wish to. If you want to send us something, you can. Uh, neveropenpod at gmail.com for all written and voice emails. You can contact us on the Tweety. I'm at Grumpy2EB. Mr. Guy's at Drusifer Tweets. Collectively, we are at NeverOpenPod. And... We also have a Teespring store, so spend some money on our shit, and you will look never as fuck. There we go. <laughs> wow. All that and a bag of chips. Um, I'm excited, man. This uh, this show, I'm interested to talk about it. There's some ins, some outs, some ups, some downs. We're going to talk about all of it. But first, we got some news and you mentioned kind of the biggest news of the weekend, other than the show-related stuff, and that is that uh, Yuji Nagata won the something or other title for All Japan. And uh, I think it's FTW? That's fuck the world. It's F something W. I don't know. It's that title. So he won that. So he now has the Triple Crown, and that's pretty cool, man. I mean, the dads have all gotten the Triple Crown, except for who? Tenzo? Makabe. Oh, Makwell. I don't think Tenzan has either. Yeah, he should, um, though. He should. Now, I have a Luke joke about this, all right? All right. Um, And that is that, you know, All Japan, they've been watching Noah's product, and they're like, you like old guys. Well, hold my beer. (laughs) We've got the oldest (laughs) (laughs) 54-year-old. Fantastic. But that is not old. <laughs> so what it was is that All Japan had the show called the Excite Series card, and obviously the big news is that Yuji Nagata defeated uh, Kento Miyahari Miyahara to become Triple Crown champion, and he's the first one that had the IWGP GHC and PWF Triple Crown. That's what it is. So, um, and he's also won all three, the G1, the Global League, and the Champions Carnival, all three of the singles tournaments in the major promotions. That's pretty cool. But also, Luke, did you know that on this card, we also had some, like, uh, trios action with Taguchi and Master Wado teaming with Yoshitatsu? What the card. fuck? Versus some No offense, Wato, but I hope you lost yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I Not hope him he helped, specifically. He helped beat, uh, uh, pin, you know, his own uh, partner like Taichi did last time he wrestled with Yoshitatsu. <laughs> and, uh, that was amazing. But that's not it. So, Matt, you know, notice the pattern here. So we have the Taguchi Master Water team with Yoshitatsu versus a bunch of All Japan guys. Then we have Young Lion Oscar Lube was on the on the show, and he was in a, like, comedy trios match. It was him and Yano uh, on opposing teams, all right? Okay. This is at a All Japan show? 
Correct. There's a there's something something I'm, I'm getting to something here. So we got the young lion trio Fujita, Aoa uh, or Iwa, however you say his name, Nakashima, um, and they basically lost to uh, three of the, I think three of the like mid card guys at All Japan. Yeah. Then Shingo wrestled and he defeated a an All Japan young boy. <laughs> so that's weird. But then there was also Suzuki, who I guess like has shown up a few times in all Japan and he's got his own young boy there, or like maybe he's a mid card guy. I'm not sure. And they, they lost to some, some all Japan guys. Now there's, so all Japan is doing like a, you know, invasion angle basically. And they're using a bunch of new Japan guys to do it, I guess. I don't know if that's going to continue or if that's just the beginning of it, but I mean, half of this car is new Japan guys. So it's it's almost like uh, all Japan has just been like we don't want to work with anyone, and then they see like Noah and New Japan doing some big business, and they're like, yeah, all right, we're stupid. Let's 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 get in on this. Let's come on. There's well, money to be made, motherfuckers. <laughs> remember, it was like maybe a year and a half ago. There was a big meeting. Maybe it wasn't that long ago, but there was a big meeting with, between all of the wrestling promotions. Like they all fucking it was like the winter meetings in baseball where they all showed up and talked a bunch of stuff out and I'm assuming planned all this, you know what I mean? The Noah stuff and all that. I think that that is all was planned at that meeting. Maybe that's just me speculating, but it seems reasonable to assume that. Yep. So yeah, no, uh, okay. Mm. Kind of. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, no, okay. <laughs> there's just, all right. I like the idea of all these crossovers in, in Japan, but, and elsewhere, but, there's too much wrestling to buy and watch and consume sometimes. It's like, <laughs> no, but it's okay, Luke, because the forbidden door only swings one way. No, all Japan guys showing up in New Japan, so it's fine. No, oh, that's good. All right, cool. <laughs> no, no guys turning up on New Japan shows either. So yeah. you know they all go to other shows. Uh, everyone wants the New Japan guys, and New Japan's like, no, nah, we're stacked. We're good. We can't well, even fit all of our guys on the shows. What are we going to put right. other guys from other shows on? <laughs> We're poor, you know, like all these uh, young lions, you know, Yoda Suji's never coming back. I guess, because there's just no room for it. You know? like, we don't even have contracts for all our guys. So, uh, you know, <laughs> what are the guys? pretty common, pretty common in pro wrestling. But, uh, but yeah, you know, this is going to be an emotional episode a little bit too, but at the same time, I don't think it's quite hit us yet. So, We'll be okay, everybody. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we'll be okay. It's just like uh, I feel like I'm the guy in Temple of Doom who gets his heart ripped out, well, and New Japan is the guy ripping out the heart, and they've done it a few times already this year, and I don't think they're gonna stop because just full guys are gonna many, keep losing. But like, how many, how many hearts, hearts do I have? have? <laughs> I'm like a time lord and shit for that. It's great. Well, uh, Luke, how did you watch the show? Because that is like a, right. a important thing to discuss, right? All right. So here's a story. I thought the show was on on Saturday, which meant like I might have been busy going to some classical thing. It fell through. Charlie and I didn't, didn't go. But um, I thought, oh, that frees me up to watch the show. So I, I tune in. I'm like, oh, oh, it's a it's Saturday in America dumb shit it's on tomorrow oh well looks like i can watch it live no problem so i told you i, I, I watch it live and you're like yeah, yeah it's cool it's cool and 
So uh, I tune in for the pre-show, and uh, like I'm I'm tuning in on a pre-show like a dum dum on YouTube. I can't hear a fucking thing. The only thing I can hear is the timekeeper. Now I find out late that uh, oh, I could have been watching this pre-show on World, and the World the sound was kind of all right. It was on. I think I don't know. You watched the pre-show matches. Was the sound okay? Yeah. The only I, I mean I I said that there is a problem, you know, in my notes as soon as I start writing down, and that is that. The, it's not the problem you're talking about. My problem is, is that the commentary is super loud and the ring announcer is really loud, but the crowd and the ring are really quiet in comparison. Yes. So you, that that is a problem, but it's not as big of a problem as you were having. So. <laughs> All right. So the pre-show ends and then we get the biggest match of the night. And the biggest match of the night was the production staff versus their own equipment. <laughs> and this match was a fucking banger, everyone, because it went for 45 minutes. <laughs> so, like, Andy and I were going to watch this together, and now I'm kind of glad that one of us watched it live uh, to get this experience to, like, I don't know, because otherwise we'd just be like, oh, we didn't have that problem. Sorry, guys. I had this problem 45 fucking minutes. At one point, I was just like, I should stop making jokes about this fucking delay and uh, and uh, just, like, just wait. And then it went for another 20 minutes. I'm like, yeah, I'm making another joke. Fuck. Uh, 45 minutes it was on hold for. It's a bad look, especially since the competition, or at least I don't know if they considered competition. WWE's got a major show on. They're kind of in a good place right now. I guess everyone's loving it. So I don't know exactly. You know, so that's... And it's not a good look when your when your big shows starts 45 minutes late. That's a bad look. I'm sorry. Like it's got nothing to do with the talent because I I watched the show and it's great. I liked it. It's really good. But some of my enjoyment, especially in the like the first few matches and stuff, is is you know like kind of overshadowed by this over 40 minute wait. <laughs> and guess what? I had to enjoy. All 45 minutes. Was there any commercials? Was there any video packages or nothing? No. I had to watch 45 minutes straight of... And I really want to do that for the next five minutes. It's just a kind of... <clears throat> In fact, I'm tempted for Mr. Andy to like go put like 45 minutes of fucking silence on for the start of this episode. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> sorry. I whoever made the meme that insinuated this was part of Gato's plan that that Jake could never lose if the show never starts. You are a genius and you're very funny. Whoever you are. Yes, whoever you are, that was amazing. So yeah, <laughs> this show, Valley Battles in San Jose, started 45 minutes late. I get a message from Charity going, are "You missing the matches?" And one of my my mates who watches AEW with me, if, if, if there's a show on a decent time on a weekend for New Japan, there's some big matches on, you know, I'll go, hey, you know, log on the thing, have, have a look if you want, you know, here's some, here's some of the matches. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll watch this. And he, he, he's freaking out too. Are we missing matches? Are we missing stuff? I'm like, no, 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 they haven't started yet. And then I had a bit of a problem, like, all right, we're starting 45 minutes late. Will any of these matches run a little on the short side? I didn't get that huge a feeling. Maybe like some of the more unimportant matches might have been a little shorter. That's fine. But other than that, we still I still felt like I got a full long show. 
and it started at a decent time of day for me, so it wasn't really that big a deal. But anyone watching like anywhere else, except maybe Australia and Japan, is yet probably like, I'm fucking tired. You started 45 minutes late. It's my bedtime. Oh, I love it. I love it. You finally have to deal with what I have to deal with always whenever I'm watching one of these shows and they have a break. Now, I, I here's my take on this whole thing is that I don't think they're 45 minutes late. I think they just did the thing that they do sometimes on the big shows where they just have a couple pre-show matches and then there's like 45 half hour minute break. I mean, that's, that's they've done that. They did it on Wrestle Kingdom. They've done that. No, they uh, had tweeties uh, about technical difficulties. Okay. All right. We'll all right. Fair about, enough. Well, we'll be back. We'll, be, we'll start at five minutes past. Uh, we got more technical difficulties. We'll start at 20 minutes past. Uh, Sorry for the technical difficulties. We'll be back as soon as we fucking can. Okay. Well, so, the reason that yeah. the reason that I think that is Sorry, because when, when I watched it, no, you're all right. I know I didn't produce the show, so I'm producing this one, but not that one. So, <laughs> but here's how it was for me. The reason that I thought that is because I watched it. I watched it later the next day because I was at Unsanctioned Pro that night. Which, by the way tremendous show and it streamed live on fight and from what i understand there were no audio issues so i don't understand what they're doing over there in california but uh they did fine in ohio uh nothing else doing fine in ohio but anyway i watched the two pre-shows matches and then there was like an hour of just you know like you're talking i knew what that was because that's happened many times on on new japan shows so i just fast forwarded for, through it and then i watched uh you know the main show Fuck so uh but i just fast forwarded through it get fucked we we <laughs> we both watched it it's that's that's your fault man you're the one who decided to watch it live but anyway it's all your fault but uh i watched it with japanese commentary which i really loved like I said, the problem was the commentary was really loud and the ring just wasn't. Now, did I eventually forget about that? Absolutely. Did the wrestlers make me forget about that? Absolutely. So it really didn't matter in the end, but that's kind of the issue they've had on all of these America shows is that, yeah. you know, it's it's like the commentary is just always too loud and you can't fucking hear the ring. And goddamn, we've talked about it before, but it bears repeating. Sound is like you know 33.33 percent of wrestling and when you take sound away and i mean what's going on in the ring i don't mean what the commentators are saying i'm talking about the crowd's reactions what's going on in the ring the ring itself making sounds that moves making sounds that's that's really important in wrestling so the fact that that was kind of hard to come by only on big moves you could really hear the ring bouncing around that sucks you know um, I don't know why that is, but hey, here we are, you know. I did make that joke on the Tweety of uh, this is the pre-show of silence. Oh, wow. That's yeah. a great song, man. It's, fuck yeah, it is. Bit of song. I'll, I'll pray to that. I'll pray to that fucking neon god anytime. Yeah. I love them. But anyway, I'll stop. Uh so yeah, my first my notes on the first two pre-show matches are not long, Mr. Andy, because uh, oh. I couldn't hear shit, and I'm still a bit pissed off with the fucking whole sound issues and stuff. So, look. Oh, oh should we stop? Should we stop recording, and then you can go watch them on World real quick? <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> I, I did kind of watch them, but I was still like, I can't hear anything. 
looking okay. android fucking throw hand banana around and I can't hear it. It looks awesome. Now explain to me what is this nickname you just created for Mr. Kratos? No, no, no. Uh, that was a nickname created by uh, by Jay. So hand oh. banana is he he came out wearing like really wow. yellow gear once. <laughs> I thought he was doing April uh, cosplay from the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> he might have been, but when he wore, <laughs> but when he wore all that yellow, uh, I think uh, Jay referred to him as Hand Banana, which is a character in in uh, Aquatine Hunger Force. Oh well, that was really funny, and this match was sure was a match. So yeah, so not only Mr. Andy, do I not hear a fucking thing. By the time the pre-show actually comes on air, I've missed the first five minutes of this match. I haven't seen it. Oh I missed God. the first five minutes. You better be getting all this out, out right now. I'm getting it all out. It's all out. Because okay. once the fucking main show starts and I, I watch an awesome wrestling and shit, I'm like, finally, this is all I wanted. I'm happy now. Let's go. I even wrote a tweety going like, look, just remember everyone, Ain't the wrestler's fault. When the show starts, let's have a fucking blast. So, uh, you know. Well, thanks to you. <laughs> sure. Thank, thanks to me. I, I saved I save wrestling. I didn't save Jay White's new Japan career, though. <laughs> All right. So let, let's do it. Let's, it it's uh, Valley Battles. Do you want to talk about the arena or anything like that? Oh, it's just cool. It looks awesome. It looks like the Valley Dale Ballroom where Own Section Pro was, only like bigger. Yeah. And uh, yeah. the crowd, like the crowd's like half Bullet Club, right? And half people that saw uh, WWE and wanted to see Sasha Banks. Like that's, it was like, it was half and half and almost exactly. And uh, that comes into play later. We also forgot to mention that there were like, there was a couple famous people there, including CM Punk was in the crowd. What? What a mark. He's not, which, <laughs> that's uh, a weird thing to do for him is to which, sit in the crowd. Dude, he sat in the crowd, and uh, I, I remember when I found that out, I wrote, uh, and you'd watch the show, I remember writing to you, I'm just like, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I hope New Japan or anyone doesn't sign Punk. <laughs> can't believe I'm saying that because of such the impact he's had on my, my fandom, but here we are. Uh, I think Bailey was in the crowd as well. She, well, she was backstage. I don't know that she was in the crowd because she's not a fucking mark. <laughs> Listen, I got a quick story. Quick story about a wrestler friend of mine who um, he did. He did some backstage work for a television company. Um, and, you know, basically he was an extra and he had a you know dark match and stuff like that. And he was there and they were doing like a pre-tape thing where they were going to they were going to shoot the announcers, but they needed people behind them. So they asked all the extras to sit behind them in the crowd. And my friend said no. <laughs> said he's not a mark <laughs> <laughs> they, they have not asked him back by the way <laughs> how fucking funny is that uh, i love wrestling <laughs> oh i love that story all right so uh we we do start for, with uh <laughs> the android uh alex c versus uh jr kratos the hand banana and yes uh, i do miss the first five minutes because uh youtube uh was not it, it, i had it on 
Well, but it maybe wasn't I a... should cover this one, and you should cover the one that is from the guy you're expecting, you know, and then we'll start from the right. fresh. Is that is that way should we do this? Because this song yeah. or, or this match is it's pretty good, man. I mean, it's a Kratos match. It's it's Jared Kratos, the ham banana versus the android Alex C. Which, by the way, the whole android gimmick used to be armor and like all this crazy like tubes and shit and this giant mask. Now he he puts the mask on the back of his head. Flips it, takes it off, and that's it. <laughs> that's as far as we're going with the Android gimmick, which is a shame. I was really hoping they would go nuts with it. But here's the problem Alex Kozlov has. He's fantastic, right? I love him. He's great in this Did match. Did you just call him Kozlov? Alex C has. That's what uh, this the problem that Alex Kozlov has is that I don't think he was on commentary at all. So I apologize no. to Alex Coughlin. I'm sorry. It was Lord Villain and Rick Bonnie. <laughs> yes, that's right. I saw him on stage. Somebody yelled at him. I think it was, I don't know who it was. Anyway, so the problem that Same Alex problem. C has is, yeah, it was. Yeah, he has uh, the, like, strong, I'm, like, angry guy stank all over him. And that's the problem. I just wish that he didn't have that. It's just so generic. And he's so good. So here's the deal with this, is that whenever we're doing strikes, can't hear it. You know what I mean? So it's a problem yeah. at first. Um, but this is like a big man versus big man match where one of the big men's just a little like bigger. That's it. That's what they're doing. And it's great. They do like new Japan heavyweight stuff. It's, it's pretty good. Um, and they do a really decent job of showcasing Android strength. Like he hits a bridging suplex on Kratos. <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable. It's insane, Some of his feats of strength don't look as good because Kratos isn't helping him out or it's just kind of like a, deadlift type thing where it's just not really going to work that with a dude that big um because i you know alex coughlin is not that big like he's not a big dude he just is jacked you know but uh yeah. kratos has these like surprise jumping moves like he did an insecurity and a flying forearm but it all builds to a bridging german suplex from the android for the pinfall victory and he wins so he's done with kratos and now he's going to move on to something yeah uh who knows? I have no idea. But the next match is Bobby Fish versus the man I was expecting. It's David Finley. You cooked dinner. Right. Was it hot when yes. you showed up? <laughs> no, it was cold uh, and eaten. Uh, yeah, because the show started <laughs> late. That's why. <laughs> well, yeah, the pre-show didn't start late, but uh, oh, well, five minutes late. <laughs> but it already started, so I you missed some. But look, is this match good? Yeah. But I guess because of all the, like, shenanigans that Bobby Fish had done, like, lately and just kind of where he's at right now, it's really hard to care about this match because I know he's fucking jobbing out big time, especially <laughs> since, like, uh, something that's like, hey, everyone who seems to be really happy at our new workplace, want to ditch this place and go back to the fucking shit, shit people? No? Oh. Oh, I'm fired? Oh, yeah, and with good cause. So, yeah, what a, what a dumb shit. But this is a pretty damn cool match uh i i'm all in for finley at least in this match because i want to see him kick bobby fish's ass it's well wrestled i like it uh i still can't hear a fucking thing they're doing nothing at all the only thing i can hear while i watch this match is five minutes five minutes but that's the only <laughs> thing i can hear this whole time that's it oh sorry i do hear this too 10 minutes 10 minutes 
Sorry, I, I don't want to lie to my lie to our listeners, everyone. But uh, Finley gets his like knee breaker finish on that I've forgotten the name of because I've been expecting him for ages and he hasn't been coming for so long that I forgot that move name. Trash Panda is it? Trash yes. Panda. But there it, you go. It, it's botched. <laughs> it <laughs> looks like shit. So it looks more like some kind of slam than the like you know like shoulder breaker thing or you know whatever you want to call it. So. I yeah, but this match is good and like dude, Finley's awesome. Here's the thing you missed while watching this match is that the the half of the crowd that's there for Bailey, they don't know who Dave Finley is. They know who Bobby Fish is, so they're cheering for him. <laughs> so, like half the crowd is cheering for Bobby Fish, the other half are like Bullet Club and don't give a fuck about David Finley. So the crowd is pretty much solidly behind Bobby Fish, which makes the match weird. And that's why they're standing there at the beginning. And Bobby Fish is like, Wah? you know, given the like, I don't know, you know, kind of Yano look. It's pretty funny. But um, this match is good, though. There's like a a dragon screw into the guardrails on the outside that was pretty cool. And like, man, Finley's good. He's really good. I hope he, he stays in Japan. He's on the next tour. I'm happy about that. I hope they do you something know. with him. Well, if they expect tuned. Um, but after that, we got to chill for an hour, and then the real show started. Yeah. So uh, I've already had my lant, my lant, my rant with loud voices, everyone. So my, uh, my lanta. My yeah. <laughs> I also had some my lanta. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, fuck. So Go yes. Have fun, folks. Uh, anyone expecting any uh, m- m- any more major loud voices from me? You be safe that uh, you might not hear any of those until we get to Jay versus Eddie. So, uh, you know, be aware of that. So we start off when the show starts with Kushida, Kevin Knight. The I was going to yell at the DKC, but I just said I wouldn't do that anymore. The DKC <laughs> and Volador Jr. <laughs> versus Josh Alexander, Rocky Romero, Adrian Quest, and um, Scarra Dorada, I think is yeah, on man. Man. Yeah. yeah. What what a lineup. This is fantastic. So, all right. We've been waiting 45 minutes for the show to start. Cool. So these four, these eight, these eight motherfuckers better come out and just go hard. Kushida and Josh Alexander to start. <gasps> Matt wrestling. I'm like, dude, I want to see you guys do Matt wrestling. Yes. Oh, absolutely. You, Luke. No, fuck you. Stop hotter than that. I waited 45 minutes for no, this. Stop strike it and come. <laughs> but it is great, Matt Face Wrestling, to uh, the uh, the Luchadors, Volador Jr. and uh, and Dorada to uh, lift me back up a bit and go, all right, all right, cool. They bring the speed, and I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I need to get amped up. We all waited ages. It's a great opener, though, and everyone gets a chance to shine. The match is physical though so whilst i was like really we started matt face but you know it builds up quite nicely i liked uh the dkc's uh tope suicida that was kind of gnarly fast too uh, and kevin knight picks up the win with a ddt on adrian right. quest while kushida has josh in submission you're not happy with how i come to the start no. but i'm like come on man you did not have that 45 minute wait no, you you're fine. fast forward that so get out we of here to, uh, up, but after the match it's important, yeah. you know. After the match, though, Volador Jr. challenges for that uh, CMML title that Rocky right. has. So he, that's who Rocky won it off of. So he's in a feud in CMLL with Volador. So the important stuff about this match is that 
like uh, Rocky's team were heel. So, you know, Josh Alexander has a feud with Kushida. This is a fucking proper, uh, uh, what do you call it, preview tag match. That's what this was. It was awesome. Yeah. Loved it. And we got to see Mascara Dorada and Volador go for a little bit, which was like they luchered the fuck out of that ring, which, by the way, we forgot to mention, they do have the legit uh, New Japan ring this time, which fucking makes That's a right. huge difference. Like the every other time they've had one of these shows, it's been the like 18 by 18 or 16 by 16 ring, and it looks like shit. This is the proper one, which is fantastic. That means they have one of those in America. Just leave it here. <laughs> You're gonna need it. <laughs> so um I love this match. I thought it was fantastic. Rocky is a heel. That's how he should be. It's so good. I don't know. I enjoyed this quite a bit. And you know, Josh Alexander, I don't, you know, I'm not a huge fan of his, but he's fantastic. Like as a wrestler. And like him and Kushida crushing it on the mat wrestling. And like you said, at the very end, the big like preview thing that was cool. For the, the biggest angle that's going on in this is that Kushida's trying to get that impact title. So he finally he like tried the whole match to get Alexander in the hoverboard lock and he finally did at the end. But it was while the uh Kevin Knight was getting the the submission victory on the other dude, I think. So basically that's correct, it was, yes. It was almost like a dusty finish type type deal where you know the guy wins, but then it turns out he didn't win, like that kind of thing. So they did that really well. I enjoyed that. But uh anyway. More strong stuff. Next, we have Kenta versus Fred Rosser. Now, listen, I said this recently, and I don't think I, I appropriately like uh, explained it. And that is, I, I said recently that Fred Rosser is extremely valuable as a wrestler. And what I meant by that is that because he's been in WWE for like, I don't know, he was in there for like 12 years or something like that. And 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 what I mean is, I'm not trying to say WWE's better. What I'm trying to say is that dude wrestled five days a week for like 12 years. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like no days off. There are not very many people in the world anymore who wrestled five days a week, period. Let alone someone who did that for you know over a decade. That's why he's so valuable. And that's why someone who was in WWE before the pandemic for a decade is such a valuable wrestler. You imagine the stuff that guy knows and like has down pat. So anyway. Here's the match. It's Kenta versus Fred Rosser for the strong open weight title match. And I like this match. It's it's a kind of like a sped up version a little bit of a New Japan like title match. And what it is is we get Kenta right away. Shitty kicks challenging Fred Rosser, who he responds by initiating a brawl in the crowds <laughs> to a brawl in the crowd and the crowd are pretty much halfway in the BC T-shirts. So Kenta is super over. They don't give a fuck about Fred Rosser. Uh, Kenta beats the ever-loving shit at <laughs> Fred Rosser, and it's awesome. It goes on for quite some time, and it's real good. Uh, so Rosser comes back with a series of funky weapon-type offensive moves, and then he has a crossface for a rope break spot. Kenta hits a Canadian version of the shitty kicks. He's hitting shitty kicks through the ropes. I marked out. I was I was screaming. Maybe that's why my neighbor hates me. So, and then he hits a green killer, and Kenta. He acts like he's going to do the CM Punk sleepy pose. He does the sleepy pose, but then he flips off the crowd. At the time, I didn't know CM Punk was in the crowd, but he's flipping off CM Punk. <laughs> and he does the throat slash. And he, But there's a rear naked choke from Rosser. Kenta grabs the ref awkwardly. This is a little bit awkward, this ref spot. There's a Bouye spot. K 
Kenta slaps the shit out of Rosser, who sells his ear like, dude, you fucked my ear up. I hope he didn't get the, like, dude, it's really easy to get hit wrong and have your eardrum burst. So <laughs> I hope that didn't happen. Uh, there's a jump bump and a GTS, but no, Rosser has a hold on and Kenta taps, but the ref is down, right? So uh, Juice <laughs> Robinson runs in. He's rock hard and he hits Rosser. GTS and Kenta is the new strong openweight champion. Finally, that belt means something, even though I think he's had it before. He slaps the shit out of the ref to get him to count the pin, which is pretty funny. Good stuff. The crowd loved this match. I kind of loved it too. Like, it's not my favorite match in the world, but like, it's my favorite Fred Russell match. I thought he was great. Uh, and this is kind of. What I wanted with strong open weight matches. I don't want to see Fred Ross wrestle strong guys. That's I don't care about that. I want to see him wrestle like New Japan guys and to see him have a, a match with a proper New Japan talent. No offense, strong guys. You know what I mean? It made yeah. all the difference. Kenta got me behind Fred Rosser. Fred Rosser came back with some great offense. Kenta was even bleeding from the mouth. It's a really good hard-hitting match, which um <clears throat> great. I was quite happy with this. I'm like, all right, if, if, if uh, Fred Ross is going to be more like this in the future, I'm going to be happy about it. Why not? Or it's pretty good. if this is, this might be just him retiring from in ring and becoming the, you know, like a trainer, which is fine because the crowd really gave him like a send off here. And I mean, yeah. I don't want to see him retire from the ring necessarily. I'm just saying that could be the case. We'll see. You know, he I know he's definitely involved in the training and stuff. And who knows, maybe he'll show up in the G1 or something. If he can do this every time, then great. But then again, he was wrestling Kenta. And, you know, this was his best attempt at one of these types of matches that I've seen. And I can't imagine that anybody wrestling Kenta who can't show a little fire can't do that. So, again, I'm like here over putting him over and then burying him at the end of the day. So, sorry. Yeah. Hey, wrestling Kenta's a big deal, and Fred Ross has showed up. Awesome. That's what you want. All right, so our next match is the Motor City Machine Guns, Chris Saban and Alex Shelley versus Royce Isaacs and Jorel Nelson. wonder who's going to win. I like, uh, dude, I love their, I love their ring attire from the West Coast Wrecking Crew. They are in purple loincloths with tassels and leopard print trunks. It looks ridiculous and amazing. I love it. Uh, say no more. And they also start the match doing some of my favorite shit. Like, uh, you know, one of them has, you know, uh, one of the Motor City Machine Guns is on the outside in a stalling suplex, and one of them's on the inside in a stalling suplex. I'm like, running around on the outside. <laughs> running around on the outside. I think that was definitely Royce Isaacs then on running around on the outside, great. and then slams him down on the uh, ring apron. And I was just, he slams Saban on the apron. I was like, yeah. I, I, I forgot this from the G1, and I was just reminded right now from this match. I like Royce Isaacs. <laughs> Uh, I know everyone's like, we love big teats. Where's big teats? But uh, I've also kind of missed uh, Royce Isaacs. I think he's, I don't know, he's fun. So, uh, yeah. Uh, he also does this great uh, slam backbreaker in, 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 the, in the match as well. I think uh, this was a little short for, for a tag team title match. Uh, 
it was about the same length as the opener, but it was still good. It was pretty solid. I, I really enjoyed it. It's fun, fast-paced, lots of cool moves. Uh, what more do you want? But, but uh, you know, Motor City Machine Guns, uh, they do their finisher, which you'll probably know the name of, and they pin <laughs> Nelson. It's their finisher. That's what it's called. So, I don't know. They call it the finisher. Um, I'm supposed to know that, but I can't. I've seen them wrestle a million times, and I don't know what their finish is called. I'm the worst with stuff like that. This match was fun, but you're right. I, I know why Royce Isaac's team lost, though. It's because he wasn't wearing a tracksuit. He fucked up, fam. Right. So, uh, you know, that's that's the best response we've ever gotten from a wrestler on Twitter, by the way. So, <laughs> oh, man. Tremendous. Well, Luke, we've come to it. And I feel like that I'd like to hear what you have to say about the next match first. All right. All right. So I did watch the press conference uh, for this show. Uh it's a press conference. You've seen them before. The it best was good, bit though. Was right at, yeah, it was good. But the best bit's the first, uh, the first bit with uh, Eddie Kingston doing his promo. And whilst Eddie Kingston is doing his promo, I'm like, oh fuck me, shit. He's fucking winning, isn't he? Yeah. Oh my god, he's so winning. It's like, it's not even funny how bad he's winning. He's winning. So it's Jay White versus Eddie Kingston. Jay White wasn't even at the press conference, by the way. It's the uh, Loser Leaves New Japan Pro Wrestling match. Bullet Club is banned from ringside. Fucking hell, New Japan. Fuck off. Listen, this is not just Loser Leaves New Japan. It, it, the stipulation for Eddie, at least, was that if he loses, he cannot ever wrestle a New Japan talent again. So I, yeah. I don't know if that's the same stipulation for Jay, but that was absolutely the stipulation for Eddie Kingston. So just important to mention that. Just, just saying, though, if Eddie had a loss, he'd still be able to wrestle Bushi. So, you know, there is that. <laughs> <laughs> Forever. <laughs> uh, Eddie is in a uh, Elvis T-shirt with, with the mugshot, so uh, I like that. What does Jay do at the start of this match? Oh, yeah, he's taking a powder. Let's let's do it. Do you want me to talk about the match? Yeah, sure. Yeah, all right. He's goading Eddie, of course. Uh, Jay hangs Eddie on the ropes and thinking, like, all right, I've got the advantage now. But he doesn't. He takes a chop and he's like, yeah, I'm powdering again. They lock up in the corner. Jay fights back with his own chop, and <laughs> Eddie's screaming at like Jay to fight for New Japan. Yeah. Jay does amazing moves, like he always does. You know, just throwing everyone like eggdolls. Don't you think this match is very similar to the Hikaleo match in a lot of ways? It, like as far as is. like him asking for chops and bouncing around and stuff, and just just selling like Mr. Perfect. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, I always knew Jay was good at bumping and selling and shit, but I didn't know he was... Like, these two matches, are just last two matches, just how good he is at being a bump machine as well as doing being a suplex machine. Man, Eddie fires back. He, he, I like how he, he, he drops rather than being chopped. So Eddie just picks him up and chops him down. Pick up, chop, up. Jay does a, like a spinning back fist. Back fist? Yep, you heard me. And he face plants Eddie. There's a huge lariat for two. Like, like there's a massive, I mean, massive, massive Uranagi for two. Uranagi. I love that move. And Jay White does the best Uranagi in the business. Oh, it's like a double clutch, too. He's like, oh, that, that one's not going to be high enough. Here we go. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. Great. 
I like that uh, both men fucking eye gouge each other after after a chop battle, <laughs> <laughs> and Eddie gets Eddie gets low blowed. There's a blade runner, but Eddie rolls out, and I'm like, no. They fight some more. Eddie gets the upper hand. Eddie offers a fist of respect, and Jay spits on him. Two Northern Lights suplexes, and <sighs> Eddie Kingston wins. Fuck. Yeah. Motherfucker has to leave to Japan. And look, Mr. Andy, before you continue, like, here's here's where I'm at. I'm heartbroken. I want to see Jay in Japan. If he goes to AEW, sure, great. I'll still get to watch him. But if he goes to the other company, doesn't matter where, it doesn't matter how high of a favorite you are. If you go to the E, I'm not going to see wrestling more. Sasha Banks is one of my favorite wrestlers. And when I stopped watching the E, I got stopped really being able to watch her wrestle anymore so yeah so there is that but since when did new japan write their characters out like this the wrestlers i haven't seen them write someone out this strongly for ages not even when they jobbed out the freaking elite at that wrestle kingdom they've written out like that you know so it always it just kind of makes me feel like it's part of the story are they really building him for a face run or or is he gone He's gone, and and I don't disagree with you, but here's the thing, man, is that whenever the leader of Pulla Club leaves New Japan, there's a story behind it. There's always a story. Some, you know, most of the time it's a beatdown, but this time it was something different. Doesn't mean it is something different. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I just to me I I just he's gone. He's gone from New Japan. We'll see what he does next. Uh, are we fans of the wrestler or are we fans of the promotion? For me, I'm a fan of the promotion. That's what I am. I'm a fan of New Japan, and that's what I like. That doesn't mean I'm not going to try to watch Jay. Like, if Jay's fucking wrestling John Cena at WrestleMania this year, I'll watch that. I'm fucking watching that, okay? But, like, you know, I, I, I just don't see how his character and his abilities work on television like in America. I don't see how that is. Now, maybe I'm wrong and, and and I'm underestimating him as a wrestler and that he will make it work in ways that no one's ever thought of. I, or maybe he'll bring back the classic ways. I don't know. Point is is that, you know, I'm just assuming he's gone from New Japan and that's going to be the way I handle this. Now, this match mm-hmm. fantastic. Like you said, I loved it. it's just Jay bumping all over the place and like Eddie, it's a chop fest. It's a you know, there's chops, and then there's stuff that happens between the chops. That's kind of how it works, and it's great. And I, it's a lot like the Hikaleo match. And here's, like, a couple things that happen. First of all, we have to talk about what happens after the match. Because Eddie leaves the ring, and Jay's alone in the ring, right? And there's a standing ovation. Thank you, Jay Chan. It's big sad face emoji. And Jay kind of, like, hugs the ring, and he gets the mic, and he's about to talk, and he gets attacked from behind. He wasn't expecting it, Luke. It's David Finley. He attacks from <laughs> I did behind. Write that tweet. And he says, fuck your era. Fuck everybody. He gets really good heat. And this promo goes on way too long. But he's a heel now or something? Is he trying to be the new BC leader? We don't know. He does pew pew with his little staff thing. Did you expect that, Luke? And, like, I, you know, I want to talk about how Jay's putting over four guys here, or three, yeah, three or four guys here. But what did you think of the whole like uh, Dave Finley thing? I loved it. Uh, 
You and I have been grooving on David Finley, especially it's since great. he got that mini push during the G1. You, we, we've been grooving on him, and yeah, we've been joking about about him because you know he says expect me. <laughs> That's because we like you, man. You say something like that, and we don't see you on the fucking TV for for how long? Yeah, we, yeah, do something with him. And I love his promo. In in America, I'm Irish. In in Ireland, I'm American. In Japan, I'm a gaijin. I'm an outsider. I'm like, yeah. I think he does the does a two sweet sign at some point as well during the promo, and he does you know use his shillelagh to go or something like that. So <laughs> he didn't say, but he didn't say he joined Bullet Club. And usually, when someone joins Bullet Club, other Bullet Club people come out and be like, yeah, too sweet. Yeah. They but, don't uh, act alone typically, and he is booked to uh, wrestle on the New Japan Tour, New Japan Cup Tour, excuse me, on the like Hontai side. So just to let right now. All right, for now, anyway, uh, that might change. Right. If who's on his Hontai team? If it's Tanahashi or a, <laughs> if it's Tanahashi, he's getting stomped. I mean, Tanahashi. <laughs> he wrestles. He wrestles with. Um, the uh, just three guys on one of them, and, and he wrestles, I think, with just like you know, Taguchi and Wada or something. I don't quote me on that one, but but Luke Jay White, right? Tremendous wrestler. I yeah, I, I have a little bit of like juxtaposition, just just kind of like a short diatribe. I'll try to keep short. Point is, is that okay? So <clears throat> you know, we've seen guys retire many times, and like you want to go out on your back, right? You go out looking at the lights. That's kind of the the way it's you come in, look at the lights, you go out, look at the lights, because the only way to help other wrestlers is to make them look awesome. And the best way to make them look awesome is to have them beat you in a tremendous match. So what has he done on his way out? All right. He let Okada, you know, he fucking had Okada and they main, main event at the uh, Tokyo Dome in a tremendous match and he lost. All right. He put over mm-hmm. Hikaleo massively in a tremendous match, like way better than I've ever seen from Hikaleo. You know, I think there's one person that's, you know, uh, the, you know, kind of the reason for that. And then we see him put over Eddie Kingston. And then before he he can retire from new Japan and move on, he has to put over one more guy, (laughs) David Finley. He put over two guys in this match, you know, and Rick Knox was the ref. He buried Rick Knox, but he didn't, he didn't, uh, you know, he kind of put him over a little bit because he was like, hey, I recognize you from PWG. But um, I just thought it was amazing that, like, we're probably going to see, like, Naito pin Mudo, right? You know, that's that's got to happen, right? There's no reason yeah. why Naito would pin Muda. But M- Muda's pinning Bushi, and Muda's pinning all these other people. You know, meanwhile, Jay's putting four guys over on his way out. I don't know. It's just a little kind of I'm not saying one guy's better than the other or more important than the other. I'm just saying somebody's doing it right, you know, and I appreciate it. It's pretty cool. All right. Fantasy dream book time. Uh-oh. What if Jay White goes after the Noah Championship and the All Japan Championship? He's only he's only banned from wrestling in New Japan, not Japan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, They'd have to get right. those guys Come in on. America or Australia. We, Here we go. We're doing fancy dream book. Why don't we put them in Australia? I'm moving there. All right. Yep. So automatically I'm moving there. That's part of the fancy dream book scenario. And that Jay is going to win those titles in Australia, not in Melbourne, but in your town. 
Oh, fuck. All right, sweet. Can Doki be on the show too? Yes, and he's going to win. Yeah! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but All you right. can't look. It's in my book. My fantasy dream. Fantasy dream. <laughs> All right, Luke. So, are Every you ready to move on? Are you... He takes good bumps. <laughs> are you ready to move on? Yeah, man. Okay. Sorry, we're a little loose tonight. It is what it is. This is an emotional episode for us. The next match is not emotional. It's a no ropes match. Filthy rules, which means no rules. It's homicide versus Tom Lawler. And I'm kind of reeling a little bit from the previous match. And this one doesn't interest me very much. However, it's a Davis watch it. match for sure. It is, but I, it's not bad. I'll tell you that much. All right. So I had this, they have, they have this whole like storyline, which involves a fork and comes to play in the match, like at least once And uh, Lawler, he gets the cold press thing. This, this made me mark out. All right. So I've always said, there's this weird thing that like the cut man and UFC fight has. And I always caught it an iPhone because it looks like a fucking iPhone, but it's this steel, this like piece of steel. What I didn't know, is that it has a little ring under it. And what it's used for is it's kept in like a like a dry ice or something, and they'll put it on dude's face so that it'll kind of like make the swelling go down, right? The, so Glawler gets that thing out, and I'm like, oh my God, he's got the fucking iPhone. I was marking out, and he uses his brass knuckles, which fucking, okay, I'm in this match now. I'm like, awesome. I also love Homicide. He could do no wrong. He also has a very very dangerous move called the gringo killer which you've seen and uh if you've seen it you know it was also the vertebraker i believe uh in in wwe it is a terrifying move it's probably broken more necks than it has gotten pins it is a real scary move and so homicide is teasing that move throughout this match because you get hit with that move you're dead in kayfabe and in real life so <laughs> it's amazing and as i mentioned there's no rope so they're just kind of doing whatever they tease going through a door but here's the rule in a hardcore match like this luke i'm not sure if you're aware of this but if you set it up you go through it that's how that works right so you know basically yes that's wrestling law yeah very important you know wrestling law as you said and uh you know so they tease going through the door of course and they hit a million suplexes on each other and i wrote here suplex (laughs) equals new japan i guess (laughs) because that's kind of what it felt like it was like oh shit we gotta hit a bunch of suplexes because this is new japan rings obviously (laughs) fires up he fires up out of a rear naked choke and then here we get it you know Tom Lawrence set up the door, DVD to the floor, through the door. They miss it a little bit, but man, it's fucking amazing, right? And then he teases the Gringo Killer, but no, it's it's uh, something. I'll backdrop onto the ladder. There's a chair to the face. Flying knee for two. Lawler sets up uh, a top. He sets this, this huge ladder up, right? And so he lays a chair on homicide, flying headbutt from the top of the ladder for two. Then he gets a rear naked choke and homicide doesn't, he doesn't tap out because he's got to protect himself. So he passes out and it's a ref stoppage. <laughs> that was That's fucking homicide. He's not tapping that, out. That finish was fucking stupid, but I thought that was re- it, it made me laugh pretty hard. But what'd you think of this Luke? All right. So I'm watching this match. My heart's broken. I'm like, Oh, poor homicide and Tom Lawler. They're in a Davis spot. But at some point in this match, I was into it. 
I was really TV enjoying through it. the table, right? Or through the door. Excuse the, me. Not table. only through the door, but there's like a remnant of the door just laying on the yes. ground and homicide pile drives Tom Lawler onto it. I'm just like, awesome. dude, well done. Because you have to follow my worst nightmare uh, coming to fruition. And I'm like, eh, yeah, whatever. Got better luck with uh, getting me with no sound in the pre-show than with this match. But, uh, <laughs> but I was wrong. Uh, these two men crushed it. Uh, whilst it's not my favourite match of the night or anything like that, the fact that they are able to turn it around and uh, entertain me, yeah, good good wrestling. Lawler good did all his stuff too. Like he he had like this different pair of shorts on. He did his little strip down, but he didn't go all the way down to the denim. When he won, he pulled the the, the shorts off and revealed the denim below beneath. So he was That's doing right. his stick and he needed double great. denim to win. <laughs> Yeah, he's pretty great. But here's what we're here for, really, Luke. I, I'm very, I, you know, I want to hear what you have to say about the next two matches. So you get the next two matches. All right, let's do it. It's a good thing that I've watched both of these two times uh, because uh, that's just, uh, I feel like I was still feeling a bit of, like, Jay lost fatigue by the time Zack Sabre Jr. and Clark Connors came around. And I was like, well, it's only a 14-minute match. I'll give it another look because, well, the match was good, and I want to give them their due. So it is Zack Sabre Jr. versus the Wild Rhino Clark Connors for the New Japan Pro Wrestling TV title. I really like this match, and it tells a fun little story. So the story is it's pretty much what they said in the press conference. Kurt, uh, Kurt, I don't know why I like Kurt. Clark Connors is going to try and stay out of the submission game and just uh, use this, this kind of striking ability to take out Zack Sabre Jr., Luke, did you hear him. how how Zach, uh, you know, like his promo though? Zach did a promo in American. Did he did. <laughs> can he you did. can he you did. tell us what that sounded like? <clears throat> Howdy, everybody. I'm I'm American. I'm speaking American, everybody. Am I doing American right? It's been a while since I've been in America. Uh, wow. Is that all right? Yeah, you know, that, to folks that racist, don't was it? <laughs> no, to ask. folks that folks that don't know American, what he said was, "Hello, I am your neighbor. I also live in America, and I like things as well." <laughs> so yes, uh, Clark Connors wants to keep it a striking game, and Zack Sabre Jr. You think he might want a submission game, and he does. But he's he's not going to shy away from it. There's many a point where he's like, all right, Rhino, show me what you got. Show me what you got, dickhead. Taking another chop. Come on, dickhead. Lots of come on, dickhead. Fuck yeah, Euro uppercuts to start. Come on, dickhead. Clark outwits uh, Zack Sabre Jr. with uh, running the ropes with a misdirect. Uh, Zack wants to be chopped, so he chops Zack Sabre Jr. down. Zack turns his, like, neck crank move into a submission. And uh, at one point, Zack Sabre Jr. is like, we're not PG, mate. Fuck off and watch the other show. Fucking hell. And he's even doing German suplexes and I'm just, and dragon suplexes. I'm like, this guy isn't just comfortable being a submission specialist. Like, he's he's looking to expand and grow. He's, he's up in his suplex game. He's up in his strike game. He's got a bit more beef on him in a good way. Man, Zack Sabre Jr. is fucking awesome, isn't he? He's and, and Clark Connors is great. 
thinks, yes, of course, he's going to get trapped eventually and caught by Zack Sabre Jr. and put into submissions. But it tells a, uh, this like story where Zack Sabre Jr., when he when he takes over, it's usually something he, he, he traps that leg, doesn't, you know, that, that uh, leg thing where he kicks up into the leg when he lands on the mat, all these kinds of things just to cut Clark off. So by the time they're, they're rolling around trying to out-submission each other, by the time Zack Sabre Jr. rolls around and gets that arm bar back in, nah straight away and those are the those are the kind of uh tap outs only zach saber jr gets those kinds because i guess that's the zach saber jr thing but it tells great stories and it's really believable and yes he 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 wins with uh with that uh armbar submission fujiwara yeah. i i hope he fujiwara. wins all year with fujiwara armbars and then and then we get like and you're, you know, the next wrestler on the cards and that is Fujiwara. And we, and he retires Fujiwara at WrestleMania next year. That'd be great. Wrestle Kingdom. But, you know, he'd only wrestle Fujiwara if Zack Sabre Jr. suddenly went to All Japan or Noah or something. <laughs> 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 at the end of the match, Kevin Knight challenges. And am I interested in watching that match? Yeah. Title match? Uh, no. But... He gets my oh. fantasy, my fantasy dream book going. Yeah. Because so, Zack Sabre Jr. going to run through all of the LA Dojo guys. Absolutely. And that's then exactly wrestle Shibata. Yeah, that's exactly what I have right here. Absolutely, right? He's going to run through yeah. all those strong guys, and then he's going to wrestle Shibata. Shibata will, will have had enough of that. I, I mean, I hope so, so much. I mean, he's the guy that Shibata wrestled the kind of like shoot match or whatever that yeah. they had. You know, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. You're right, Luke. If you can trust someone to go 15 minutes with, uh, with Shibata, Zack Sabre Jr. is a pretty good bet. I mean, like, I know he broke uh, Naito's legs that one time, but <laughs> other than that. Naito was asking for it. <laughs> <laughs> he probably was, too. <laughs> now, all right, so before we talk about the next match, I just want to talk a little bit about the entrances, if you don't mind. So the next match is the IWGP women's title match. It's Kyrie versus Mercedes Monet. And listen, this is a hot crowd for this match. This is what they're here for. They also want to see New Japan. But this is kind of what everybody's here for. And I really think this, like, lived up to the hype. I think this is a fantastic match. But, like, we got, like, WrestleMania-style entrances here for both wrestlers and you know the one for <laughs> mercedes monet she had like the fly girls basically dance the fly girls dance team and they did like a little routine before she came out but that oh, is I, listen yeah i was about to say that's so joshi of her i mean like you're sitting there thinking oh that's right. like a wrestlemania thing no this is like a, a fucking joshi thing that is perfect that worked great you know and then Kyrie's entrance is just like epic because of the music and the the, the hype behind her and as soon as she turns around she's got the little spinny like helm and you're like holy shit she's gonna elbow the shit out of somebody it's gonna be this lady that loves money so um <laughs> i i love this we also had the uh uh Hadakamura, you know kind of tribute from mercedes monet that was really cool i i don't know man this these entrances were fantastic monet had so much gear on that she got to take some off during the match. Like, it was, <laughs> I love that. I thought that was awesome. Luke, tell me all about it. All right. How do you, how do you cheer a grump up like me after he's had his 
heart repeatedly ripped out of his chest, Temple of Doom style, especially tonight when uh, Jay has to leave Japan. Here's what you do. You get uh, one of his favorite wrestlers from another promotion to work in New Japan match. Wait, what? And, yeah, I've always been a Sasha Banks fan. I remember even having a legit boss T-shirt, like when she was doing an NXT run and all this kind of stuff. The coffee mug. Yeah, man. I love her. I think she is fucking incredible. Now I haven't watched her wrestle in ages, uh, you know, because uh, I don't watch the WWE product. So I've missed her. I really have. And I was also nervous. In a way, I haven't been nervous before because I'm like, all right, she can crush it. I know she can, but she can crush it in WWE ring. It's like the Dean Ambrose thing. I'm like, all right, you're doing the G1. Are you going to? Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. I get where you're coming from. But uh, all my uh, worries were put aside pretty much. Like, I thought this match was fantastic. I watched it twice. Uh, I watched it live. And... uh, you know, it's uh, it, can be, it can be tricky to get uh, Charity interested in watching a wrestling match. But uh, when I tell her it's an IWGP women's heavyweight title match, or women's title match, she's like, yeah, all right, I'll check that out. So I put on uh, Mercedes Monet versus Kyrie, and I watched it with her, and it was really cool. It's, uh, look, this is great. This is awesome kind of psychology here. We've got uh, Monet working the arm because she's got arm submissions and stuff. And she's like uh, paid attention with the junior division, isn't she? She's like, all right, well, I'm not going to do the fuck your leg thing, but I'm going to do fuck your arms. Well, she yeah. doesn't want her to do the fucking elbow. She's like, fuck that's your right. elbow. That's what it's all that's about. That's right. Dude, I just had a blast both these t- both times. It, it It's like uh, they don't go full ball straight away. They know the crowd's hot for it, so they – you know, they do a move and they let a little bit of time to shine and kind of bask, and then it starts just getting more and more brutal. This this match, by the way, there's a lot of re- amazing wrestling moves tonight. Kyrie does the best move of the night, and it's probably one of the gnar- gnarliest DDTs I've ever fucking seen in my life. In fact, I thought uh, Mercedes was dead. Do you, mem- <laughs> you remember the one I'm talking about? Yeah, like, she's oof. great at that. How many times have we seen her... In WWE, do a suicide yeah. dive and been like, she's dead. She's absolutely dead. Or a move on the apron, and she bumps like she's dead. She's like, she's got that. One of the reasons why she's a fantastic wrestler, Mercedes Monet. I'm, you know, they're both very good, but it is that ragdoll physics she has, and it's fantastic. Yes. We got to see it a few times in this match, and it worked really well. And guess what? She was in there with someone else. Who has the same ragdoll physics so it, man it worked great great match yeah 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 it, it, it's fantastic like and <clears throat> I, I remember the, the, the first time i watched it thinking like all right it's been halfway f-. the second time i watched it i'm like all right we're halfway through the now the table comes out it doesn't come out till right near the end actually this is <laughs> uh most most of the matches like in and around the ring uh like they use the ring posts they use the top rope. They're everywhere. It's fucking incredible. I, I like. Uh, there's even a spot where uh, Monet does the belly to Bailey or Bailey to belly, whatever the fuck order there is to uh, to Kyrie. Huge Man. pop for that. Huge pop. The crowd was like, "Oh shit!" And it was that. It yeah. was wild. Is you rarely hear of an American crowd. You rarely hear the oh. That fucking hit- move got the oh. Oh yeah. <laughs> awesome. Kyrie. 
Kyrie fucking smacked her with a gnarly looking back fist at one point too. But uh, Kyrie goes for another, another kind of back fist and, and he pulls the ref in. And this kind of leads to the end, but like she pulls the ref in and she's like, oh, oh, uh, I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. Oh, tries to beg off. And Kyrie's like, oh, fuck you. We're going to the outside. So they start brawling onto the outside. Uh, and uh, Monet gets the upper hand, pulls out the table, sets it up, gets onto another table and is about to kind of like suplex it through it where, oh, no, Kyrie kind of like uh, wriggles down between uh Monet's legs grabs her power bomb through the table, and I'm just like, oh, holy, okay, god damn, fucking gnarly spot. And then they they fight back into the ring. Both of them are kind of jostling with their arms tied, trying to like backslide each other and things like that, but it's not quite working. So Monet manages to get her up, put her in her finishing hold. I don't know the the big money. I don't know what it's called. The dollar, and one, dollar. Dollar Belial does the move, and one, two, three, we have a new IWGP Women's Champion. Uh, not only is that a good choice, because if you don't think Mercedes is going to sell tickets or uh, subscriptions, you're wrong. It sold out, her name sold out half this building. Listen to the crowd. Uh, and putting the title on her is going to put a lot of eyes on the product. No offense to Kyrie. She's absolutely fucking incredible. But uh, Mercedes Monet has a bit of kind of star cred. It's like, it's like when Chris Jericho came down, you know, she, he bumped up subscribers and stuff too. She's a big guest. Absolutely. And Kyrie you can is see, too though, but Kyrie yeah. is too. It was really smart to have her face another ex WWE talent in America. Like the crowd knew yep. both. So that means they could cheer for either. And, I mean, that really sold a lot of tickets. You know it did. It's awesome. Oh, fuck yeah. And I'm, I'm so happy about that, too. Not only am I happy that that happened, I'm happy the match is great fun, too. Yeah. These women fucking crushed it. And that's what you want. And I was a little nervous because sometimes, you know, <clears throat> when you go from WWE to other wrestling, there's that rust factor or there's that I have that WWE style stank on me. There's nothing wrong with that style. It is what it is. I understand it's fine but you know what i mean yes like like that transition can be hard i heard she was training in mexico and things like that she does some great arm drags like where she like like uh, mercedes jumps onto the robes kind of flips over arm drag that's, that's one of her signature moves that she had even on yeah. the indies so like that's always been kind of her shit and like I agree with you wholeheartedly. I thought this is a, a massive success. And also I feel like that they did a new Japan match. Like they did Same. the, like all the shit that you would see in the new Japan <clears throat> match. They did that. They had the count out spot. They had the double count out spot. They had the double count out when everybody's down, they had the fucking spot through the table and you know, they, you know, the person that set it up got put through. Well, so, you know, they spot. fall. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I thought they did all the things that you normally see, and it was just different because it was women, and they fucking crushed it. I don't know, man. I was a big fan of this. You know, they shake hands and cry after the match, and we already have another challenger. Luke, before he tells who the challenger is, I just feel like the next match will be in Japan, hopefully for stardom. I really feel like this should be for stardom so they can get something out of this. Don't you think? Yes. Is Mercedes Monet on New Japan a big get? Yes. 
fuck you. You just, yeah. But uh, hey, uh, if uh, you put a program for her on uh, on Stardom, I might check them. I might, I might even check that out. Uh, because if this is the caliber of wrestling that uh, Mercedes Monet is going to bring to uh, New Japan, she's going to bring it to Stardom too. She looks fucking legit serious about this too. Like you know, no fooling. She wants to be I, in Japan. She wants. Yeah. She wants to do. She wants to wrestle Joshi's. She wants to put a mark there. Fuck yeah. This is this is. I feel like she'll way, bump even harder in Japan. You know. Yeah, I feel this like is also, that, that it'll be even more out of control in Japan. I love it. And and you know she's a fucking multi multi millionaire. She doesn't need to bump this hard, go to Japan or anything like that. She's doing it because she fucking loves wrestling, and uh, it shows. Showed with this match and Kyrie. Perfect choice. Great match. Uh, uh, now, I love the main event. I'm not going to lie. I'll let you talk about it. But uh, I reckon, uh, I kind of reckon the lady should have been last. But having said that, Tana and Nakata just fucking smashed it. Amazing. They even, yeah. Listen, well, I'll let you talk yeah. about it. I don't but, care uh, who the main event is. It doesn't matter because no. what happens at the end kind of changes that. And I'll talk about it here in a second. But the actual main event is the IWGP World Heavyweight title match. It's Okada, the champion, versus the challenger, who was challenged by the champion, Tanahashi. And, you know, this was a, hey, America, this is what New Japan is. And that's what they yeah. did. Yeah. Listen, what else is there to be said about these two wrestling that hasn't been said a thousand times? You know, it's you know Okada I, you know versus Tani match. I, I, what I love about this match is, all right, they're all about Okada, Okada, Okada. But no. these two men are just pros at being able to, like, transform a crowd and their reactions and stuff because when Okada gets into super dick mode, oh, suddenly it's all ta-da, yeah. ta-da-shi. Yeah, Okada is stuff. heel in this match 100%. Oh, yeah. It fucking rules, man. It's the Okada versus, Ota- versus Tanahashi match. They, they've done it a million times. The crowd solidly behind Mr. Tanahashi, of course, and late in the match, you know, I don't, I don't talk about the first half of an Okada match because that's just it's what true. It is, but yeah, late unless in the match, it's a Shingo match, <laughs> we get this really scary big elbow, and and it's like what I mean is that when you hit the elbow off the top rope, you can either kill yourself or you can kill the person you're hitting the elbow on. That's it. There's one or the other. <laughs> so imagine jumping off a six foot thing like six foot out. I mean, you're going to kill yourself or the person that you that you're hitting. So he decides to to kill Tanahashi on this and just murders him. Rainmaker pose, and then we get the money clips, and the crowd ain't having it. They hate the oh, money no. clip. They're, it's like a crowd of Luke's out there. They can't stand it. And Tanahashi comes back. <laughs> he, he hits. The, Okada's like, listen, man, we want to do it big. Gave me the straight jacket. So we get the straight jacket suplex, which, you know, I'm sure you've worked <sighs> out for. It's tremendous, right? High fly yeah. flow to Okada's back, right? Tanahashi goes for another, but knees up, and they're both fucked. <laughs> this is awesome. Tremendous Bouye spot, of course. Tanahashi on top, but a drop kick, and then another. It cuts off Tanahashi. And then we get the landslide and the rainmaker, but Tanahashi has an answer every time. And dude, at this point, I'm starting to think Tanahashi's gonna win because, like, he he too. has an answer for everything. Like every time, 
Okada starts to string together a little bit of offense late in the match, Tanahashi has an answer. And it's not always Dragon Screw this time. So we get a high fly flow, but Okada drop kicks the ace out of the air. Oh, <laughs> my God. Maybe the biggest reaction of the night. And then there's a Rainmaker, but it's countered by a very, very close roll-up because, as we've seen, Tanahashi's story now is that he uses, you know, instead of his athleticism and his power, he uses his smarts. So that's what he's doing here at every turn. Uh, there's a Rainmaker, but it's countered by that close roll-up, like I said. Insiguri, fuck you, Okada! He's bringing up the past. And there's a side flosion thing that he does, Rainmaker. It's over. Great match. But listen. This is what, to me, what happens after this match is, like, cooler than anything happens on the show. And the reason I say that is because Okada cuts a promo in English, which is fucking awesome, first of all. He's like, I'm a bitch! And he says, he he wants to be a tag team again with Tanahashi. I just beat you. This is kind of shitty of him, but he's like, yeah, I challenge you, I beat you, but now let's win the tag titles together. We're the dream team, right? <laughs> but here's he the part that's just cool. Calls out his own team. <laughs> He's an asshole. He's gonna get this come up. It's don't worry, Luke. It won't be David Finley. Oh. The kids too, by the way. So it looks like he might eat some comeuppance tonight, actually, because as we're recording this, uh, tonight is the last Muda show, and uh, I want to see Kimi and knock his fucking block yeah, off. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's healing well, it out. I'm pro New Japan, but I want to see Okada get his comeuppance. He is healing out across the board. It's awesome. Oh, yeah. I love it. But as you know, at the end of a New Japan show, the winner of the main event gets to cut a promo. Okada's like, I'm going to cut my promo. And he's like, oh, I'm going to talk in English. He doesn't talk in American, though, so I didn't understand him. And then Mercedes <laughs> Monet, her music hits, right? Which I really like her music. It's like a West Coast hip hop. I love it. You know, almost well, like, man. you know, uh, like she like might be related so to a rapper right. or something. So, anyway. From the West Coast. <laughs> tremendous. So uh, Mercedes Monet comes out. She cuts her own celebratory promo as if to say, listen, we were both in the main event. And like because he gets to celebrate with the promo, so do I. And I really like that. And just the the like photo opportunity to get those two together. Hold their titles up in the ring. I mean, that is tremendous, dude. Not I only was that a love that. Yeah. Not only was that an awesome visual, Mercedes was marking out holding titles with a Carter, you could tell. She was. <laughs> I would be too. Yeah, he was trying to play cool, but you know. She wasn't. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> How cool was but that? Cool. You did, had a big night. Go for it. <laughs> what did you think of Battle in the Valley, Luke? All right, 45 minutes aside, I love the show. I think it was a, a fucking great show, worth the money. I don't want any refunds or anything. That's stupid. Why? It's not the wrestler's fault that the production stuff happened. And once the show started, I enjoyed all the matches. I enjoyed it all. I got, you know, I might have had some silly little shit to say maybe at the start, but, you know, it is what it is. I was still feeling some of the effects, and uh, you were there to kind of jump in and go, no, I dickhead. Like it was like this. So you know, it, <laughs> come on, dickhead. <laughs> but um, I feel like the 45 minutes stank started to wear off during the opener, and it fully wore off during Kenta versus Rossa. And from at least from that point on, I absolutely uh, uh, love this show. It's might be one of the 
I actually will say it's the best uh, American pay-per-view for New Japan we've we've watched so far. And the reason I say that is I feel like there were less production problems. I know everyone's going to laugh and all that kind of stuff, but I didn't see any window tabs. The sound wasn't absolutely atrocious <laughs> for the whole fucking show. And the cra- the lighting wasn't weird, like, and the ring wasn't small. So apart from that 45 minutes, I was impressed with this show. Like, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, you-, you can all hold on to that anger all you want. I got all my yelly stuff out for the podcast. You're welcome, but... Uh, shut up. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, I can't deny that heartbreak aside, Javis said he was fantastic. And the women's match was built big, and I just wanted it to – I just really wanted it so bad to be good. And it exceeded my expectations. So, yeah, this this show was a, a win. Plus, you got to see Tanner versus Okada in a main event. Like, what do you want? He's pulling out aces high. Okada does almost, like, the fucking move of the night because he's the best at drop kicks. And what I loved about that move, Mr. Andy, is it wasn't drop a drop kick to a flying nothing. Tanahashi did the jump up high fly flow beginning. Like he jumped up yeah. like he was going to do a high fly flow. He didn't come down and do a, high, a flying nothing. And Akata drop kicks him mm, ah, out of the that air. That was Beautiful. great. That was great. Fantastic. And like you knew it was coming with the drop kick. Just like we've always talked about Okada's inevitable, right? And that move was inevitable yeah. because he had just hit it. It's time to hit it again. And then here comes the tombstone and blah, blah, blah. You know, but man. I love that match. It was fantastic. It might be my favorite Okada Tanahashi match, except for maybe the like the time limit draw is pretty awesome. But that was, man, that was good. God, they're amazing. Yeah. If you <laughs> if you can't enjoy a Tanahashi Okada match, quit watching New Japan. Get the fuck off. <laughs> You'll never like New Japan. You know. Uh, yeah. And uh, after the show i think it was the next day there was news that uh hey we got a challenger oh. for the next for uh, mercedes monet and it's a z m a well a z m asm we've seen her before she's awesome she'll have it'll be great yep. and she's and she's and awesome and she's also only 20 and i'm like oh fuck but she's probably like a, a 20 year veteran already like, she's a grizzled young vet my friend so. yeah luke We've talked about Battle in the Valley. We've talked about all the news. There's only one thing left to do. Are you ready? <laughs> yes. I wake up this morning, Mr. Guy, and I'll see you in email. It's, it's from Jay. Thank you, Jay. We appreciate you. And she's got, she's got three words in her email. Jesus Christ, y'all. Because she sent us a wrestler diary. This is a wrestler diary from Ryusuke Taguchi. And here's the title, everyone. <clears throat> it is episode 399, dated, uh, let me just double check, February 3rd, 2023. And it is called Licking the Bean Like a Demon. <laughs> I already love it. I told Charity that, and she was just like, wait, what? I told you that, and you were like, oh my God. That's uh, amazing. Then but I was like, there's... I read the title. There's more. I, I just scroll down just to the, just to, I like to see the like opening couple lines, not the whole thing. And then I see how it's written and I'm like, oh my God, we can both do this. <laughs> so 
you said on the show you don't mind, but I'll put it to you right now. Which part do you want to play? Would you like to play the role of Ryusuke Taguchi or Busty Lass? Listen, I've always wanted to be a Busty Lass, so <laughs> I'm just going to be a Busty Lass today. My dream's going to come right. true. My, my fantasy dream book, the first page, is me <laughs> as a Busty Lass. <laughs> so, so I'm ready to... Do a dramatic reading with you, my friend, of licking the bean like a demon, which is episode 99 of Taguchi's Wrestler Diary. For February 3rd, 2023. Devil's out. Fortune in. Oh, Taguchi's song. Thank you for making the time. Devil's out. Fortune in. Ah, oh, busty last John. You're welcome. Taguchi's song. Did you toss beans for Setsubon as well? <laughs> God, instead of tossing beans this year, I was licking beans. Licky, licky, licky. You should eat beans, not lick them. But that aside, how was your January? I'm not particularly active in the wrestling side of things. Just supporting Yo. The only other thing I've really been able to do is urethra-related. Urethra? This tour, I've been partnered with Akata, so I'm going to be the Rainmaker's Urethra. So are you fucking with Gato then? Calling yourself Naido, the Japanese word for urethra. Correct. Can you call yourself something else besides urethra? That's That's the only passage left open to me, the urethra. Please stop referring to passages, please. My closing tag time, I'm going to say tagline. My closing tagline will be, he's going to make it rain gold from his thick well, mushroom. That is absolutely vile. A quite unhygienic too. I've been having a lot of residual urine leak out lately. Oh, my God. Just go see your geologist to get checked out. How's your personal life going, by the way, unrelated to the urologist visit? <laughs> I'm going to Kawasaki Daishi for Hatsumode on the 6th. Last year, I went to Kawasaki Daishi in April. Well, it's so late. I wonder if you could still call it Hatsumode. So this year is much improved on last year's then. Is there anything else? I went to see the Slam Dunk movie and cried. I saw two. I didn't cry. It was good, though, wasn't it? It's not that I particularly like Slam Dunk all that much, but it was really popular when I was growing up. It was on TV when I was in junior high school. I remember I bought a pair of combat Converse Bashes with my New Year's money, even though I wasn't in the basketball team. What club did you join junior high to go yourself? I ran middle and long distance in track team. Oh, yeah. You know young Miss Drury? I don't. Who's she? She's a junior high school <laughs> uh, girl who runs track and field in Okiyama Prefecture, and she's breaking all the records. I pronounce that word perfecter. I look it up on my phone. Oh, is that her? She's cute. Yes, she has such a cute face. If she continues to improve her record, she'll become a national star for sure. Oh, my God, Miss Drury, she ran three KMs. That means kilometers and not minutes. How fast were you able to get that to Gucci song? 
My personal best in junior high was nine minutes, 47. Pretty good, Gucci Sal. I was the fastest junior. I was the fastest in my junior high school. Did you pick as an athlete in your junior high or in New Japan? It's been 30 years since then. It's all downhill since. Don't say that. There's still many things to look forward to. There's only one thing I'm better at these days. <laughs> What's that? Yeah, I'm better at licking beans at Setsubun. Please, eat the beans. Don't lick them. Thin. <laughs> That's 100% real, folks. Unless... We're getting ribbed by Jay, so. Uh, unless Jay wrote this whole thing out. Did, dude, we didn't, like, yes. That'd be a great High school junior track runners, Rainmakers Urethra, Licking Beans. This is all 100% <laughs> real. We didn't make a fucking thing up. <sighs> and this was just wild. Dude. Ryusuke Taguchi did not let us down. This was like a double-act play. Oh, my God. I I just wanted to stop us in the middle of this and be like, listen, Luke, you don't have to do this. I will do this. But I would not do that (laughs) to you. So there's only one wrestler diary that's been better than that one, and it's Goto. And it has not been uncrowned, I will say at this point. That one was awesome. Has not uncrowned Goto. I, I feel like this one would have been the best one if we hadn't had. No, I will do this. <laughs> it's the best ever. These diaries oh are fucking God. wild. He did mention wrestling for like one sentence, maybe. He, there's a couple of Carter mentions. He's not particularly. He, does, he doesn't have to mention wrestling. He's allowed, you know. But like, if you're yo, what else do you have? <laughs> Come on. So. Yeah, I feel like I could listen to Taguchi talk about anything. Like, he's funny, interesting stories, and he'll just pull out weird urethra shit. Oh, I bet you he loves the song, you know, Hello Darkness, My Old Friend. I know he (laughs) loves that fucking song because he he does the Oh My and Karenkel, which is a play on, you know, those guys. I want a wrestling diary where someone actually visits Yo's house and just sees, like, the bad... Like no one, and and he goes like, no one really wants to go to Yo's house, but we we feel like we have to because we're on his team. But he, has he doesn't have a car either. Music. Yeah, his tasting <laughs> music is the worst. He can't Remember all his theme Hulk? tunes? Oh my god. Yeah, but he can't go far from home because he has the peas. <laughs> oh, that's right. He he has a one bedroom apartment with four toilets just in case. Four <laughs> <laughs> Every Listen. room has a bathroom in it. <laughs> Battle of the Valley was very good, guys. So I Fuck hope yeah. you enjoyed it. It was fantastic. We will be covering the uh, Muda's last match. It's on at 1 a.m. my time on a weekday. Fuck you. So I won't be watching it live. However, Luke might be, and this will be out right before that. So I hope you guys enjoyed this, enjoy that, and then we'll be back to talk about Fantastic Mania. Luke, tell them how we're going to cover Fantastic Mania. All right. So, if anyone remembers the way we covered uh, World Tag League and Junior Tag League, we're going to cover it like that. Uh, it's just going to be a show that I have on uh, and watch because, <laughs> you know, it's wrestling. 
But the thing about Fantastica Mania is it's it's Lucha, it's like Lucha style in general. It's crash and burn. So you're either going to get some epic shit or some epic train wrecks. And, be great. and be it's going to be a great fun time. Uh, Tanner's on the shows in, in a couple of them. Marto's on some of these shows. Like I'm not going to go through cards or anything like that. But, uh, yeah, so we'll probably do Muda's last show as a standalone. I don't know. Yeah. And then, um, you know, we'll, we'll loosely talk about our experiences watching Fantastic Mania. I think uh, that might be the way hey, to go because I'm not doing extensive started, notes. Uh, before we start doing this podcast, there were two times when I took a New Japan break. One was Fantastic Mania. The other was World Tag League. That was like I didn't watch those shows. I was like, oh. Because in two seconds, someone can explain to you what happened. So it might be awesome. We'll tell you all about some Lucha and stuff like that. We're going to watch it. We're just not going to do it in detail. So don't expect it from us. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So exactly when they put, like, like fucking five. Is there five of them on this week? Four? Plus we got there the Lucha show. a lot of shows. Yeah, there's a lot of shows. We are in, like, G1 style like uh uh schedule as far as watching and recording and stuff like that we're not doing g1 schedule style recordings for fantastic mania that's just everybody not... calm the fuck down i'm not doing it so yeah <laughs> yes it doesn't matter if uh any, like no nah, you couldn't pay me to do that well maybe you could but we're not doing it and that's that's if final yes we'll do it oh yeah Pay us, so that's right. And you know where our Teespring store is. Uh, send us some money, buy our shit. And with that, unless uh, the Mr. Guy has anything to add, uh, see, do I say in Gator we trust? Like, fucking Jay White, he wrote him out like that. Like, what the fuck? Uh, yeah, New Japan's still pretty good. All right, in Gator we trust. Rascal 